What up, fanboys and fangirls and non-binaries? Welcome to another edition of The Franchise Talks, a pop culture podcast. I'm your lovely host of Franchise. I'm sorry, guys. It's been a week since we last talked. Um, I did have some issues at home um, last weekend, the weekend prior to this past weekend. My furnace went out. After four years of living where I'm at now, my first decides to kick the bucket. And I had no heat, so me and my baby cat Cyrus had to go with the folks for a while until repairs were finally done. Um, it sucked because it's like I don't want to freeze, and you know we're still winter time. So, hey, finally we got a new heater, we got a new furnace. It's gonna be good for ten years, so it's guaranteed. Thank you so much to my dad for knowing one of his um friends in the HVAC trade, and they were able to get that installed for me. And of course, I had a Asked for my parents for a loan, and you know, I never really asked for them for any kickbacks and any money, but they were willing to help me out. I do appreciate it. And they told me to pay when you can, which I'm going to keep that word. I'm going to make sure I pay them until you know it's great to have parents that will help you out in these financial situations, but as long as you're willing to be responsible and pay them back. And like my dad said, my parents said it's very important because you're investing into this home is to make sure you know you got the proper heat taken care of. So. That now we are living it up. We got the heat again, and it's been you know weird not talking to you guys for a week. I know so much stuff was was going on last week, and a lot of game releases came out. A lot of news has been populating for us for a week now, but now I'm back and we wanted to check in and see how you guys are doing, and you know see what's going on in the world of pop culture. So let's go ahead and get started now, shall we? Uh, to pull some articles from comicbook.com. And some stuff for Anime News Network. Um, I did want to talk about some shows I recently watched over that weekend, over last weekend and stuff. I did get a chance to take out, check out that ninety show, which you know, I mean, um, you know, coming this in, it's like one of those, you know, you know how the reboots, revivals, some of them are good, some are not. This is something that was unexpected, but I like for a fact that Netflix decided to bring back the original creators along with the daughter to help, you know, headline this show. And bring back Red and Kitty, um, Kurt Ward Smith and Deborah Jo Rupp as the mainstays, Red and Kitty Foreman, you know, because to me, I felt they were like the anchors of the original show. So, like the setting, it takes place in 1995, basically 15 years after, you know, the original series ended with Donna and Eric visiting, you know, Red and Kitty for a July weekend with their daughter, Leia. And Leia, you know, she's in that awkward stage being a teenager. So it's going on, you know, be daddy's little girl. She feels like she needs to break out of her comfort zone. And she wants to cross a girl named Gwen, who currently, with her um, half-brother Nate and her mom, Sherry, who live in actual the house that Donna used to live in. And basically, and also those little circle of friends like Ozzy, Jay, Nikki, you know, they have the little circle of friends, and it's like all about the summer, and it's a way for Leia to get out of her comfort zone, get out of her shell, fully convince her parents to let her stay with her grandparents for the summer. And yes, um, some of the original cast do make appearances. You know, we did have um, um, what's his name? I forget his name. Laura Prep on comeback as uh Donna. Uh, I'm drawing blanks on Eric, but. Eric does come back. We have Ashton Kutcher, Amelia Kunis as well. They come back for the first episode. Then we do get Volver Vaderama making Sprague appearance as Fez. 
And of course, Tommy Chong making an appearance as Leo. And of course, another character I don't want to mention names of who. I want to leave that for you guys to live the imagination. But I don't want to spoil it for you guys. Yeah, there's a lot of 90 references, a lot of callbacks to the original, but it had that same charm as the original was. Just having Red and Kenny there with a new generation of kids and just the hijinks of the 90s. You know, a lot of callbacks to 90s culture. And, you know, if you grew up in the 90s like I do, it's a lot of callbacks to that. Even though I was born in 85, I went through the 90s decade. Like, 90s are kind of like nostalgia for you of kids of this generation. So, let's like, you know... It was just—it was like a trip back for me, and you know, it's a really fun show. I don't want to spoil enough. Um, it's nine episodes, just to let you know. I don't want to spoil too much of it. I want to give you my take of it. Overall, I did enjoy. It. I wish the episodes were longer, a little bit longer. Um, I wish it was a higher episode cut, but I think this is like a trial. We'll see. And Netflix just renewed it. There hasn't been no official word yet if that show comes back. I wonder how long Netflix is going to keep like holding the numbers, streaming views until we'll see how it goes. Hopefully they do come back. I feel like to me there's something like I would say like four seasons maybe or maybe three seasons. We'll see how it goes. Because, you know, Leia's in high school, so we'll see how this goes. Maybe they're gonna go through all the rest of the years of high school and stuff and we'll see how it goes from there. But hopefully like four seasons at least we'll kinda of give it. It gives more time for these characters to get fleshed out more. And you know, there's something I recommend, like, watch the original show if you're not familiar with the original characters, but if you are, you're ready for a fan of that same show, definitely will enjoy that 90s show. Um, like I said, um, it's really funny, there's a lot of humor in it, um, a lot of callbacks. Um, like I said, I don't want to spoil too much of you, but give it a chance. Um, if I have to give it a rating, I will give it um, a 9 out of 10. Just because I wish there were more episodes to flesh out, and more, like, character film i felt it was the pacing was kind of rush but you gotta think with theme it takes place during the summer you know summer's usually like two months and depends on periods how shows are these episodes could take place in days or weeks so definitely something you want to watch you know watch the original show on peacock because that's available streaming or like me i had to actually have the whole series the original series on dvd then go ahead and jump into that 90s show on uh on netflix so give it a shot and think about let me know what you guys think by tweeting me at the fine chai 85 my personal twitter or at the twitter for the podcast which is podcult 85 so other than that before we get into any more news i want to start off with that with a little monologue stuff i do have to do some callbacks to my sponsors not only we're sponsored by acre my home platform the easiest way to have to start a podcast i'm also powered by poddex <laughs> Poddex are unique interview questions and episodes starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So where you are a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to want to check out poddex.com. Use the code TALKPOP for 10% off your first order. Poddex is the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or gamify their podcasts. Simply shuffle up, ask a question, let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com and use that code TALKPOP for 10% off your order. Also, we are powered by ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is a service that gives you a unique IP address powered by a virtual private network or a VPN, which will protect your data and browsing history from hackers, your internet service provider, and the government. It's like having a second lock on the front door. ExpressVPN provides a masking encryption tool known as a tunnel that replaces 
to place your current IP address to random unique IP addresses connected to 97 countries unique IP address. It will take hackers hundreds of years to get your information and is powered by a 256-bit encryption tool used by the government. ExpressVPN does not keep any records of your browsing history, so surf with a peace of mind. ExpressVPN lets you access geolog content by letting you switch your location to a different country's server with just a couple of clicks. For example, Studio Ghibli films are available on Netflix internationally, so I open Netflix in my browser. Click on ExpressVPN, switch my location to Canada, refresh and type in Studio Ghibli, and get access to their entire library. It's that simple. You can also use ExpressVPN to shop region-specific sites to avoid price discrimination so you can get, always get the best deals. ExpressVPN can also be used on smartphones, tablets, smart TVs, game consoles, PCs, and more. ExpressVPN offers 24-7 customer support. They offer a 30-day money-back guarantee, no hassle, no risk. Plans start at $12.95 a month, $59.95 for six months, or the more popular $99.95 for a year with savings up to 35% off a month. They offer the best-in-class security encryption. They have no activity logs or connection logs. They're rated 4.7 out of 5 on Trustpilot and the Apple Store. Right now, listeners of the Franchise Talks can get three months added for free by signing up using our link, expressvpn expressvpn.com slash talkpop. Once again, that's expressvpn.com slash talkpop. Thank you so much to ExpressVPN and Poddex. Now let's continue on with the show. More to talk about today. Apparently, there's something that's going to hurt us more. Looks like Digimon is getting ready to leave Hulu, according to this article by Megan Peters from comic.com. Now that Hulu's becoming... Hulu, at the beginning of this year, is starting to become like a big anime hub because of Disney+. Plus. Disney getting a lot of rights to a lot of anime seasons this year. Opening up with Tokyo Avengers Season 2. And, of course, Bleach, A Thousand Year Blood War. And, of course, we finally got summertime rendering. But it looks like one series might be on the chopping block. It looks like Digimon. It says a number of Digimon shows are slated to exit Hulu by the start of February. As for what shows don't include, a number of them are involved. Digimon eventually will be impacted both sub and other sites, also losing access to Zero Two Tamers and even Frontier. And it says here according to Hulu. So we'll see what happens. But they're saying that you know Hulu's losing that doesn't mean that you won't be able to have access to Digimon. Apparently, control has become a secondary. So like I said. You want to check out these shows before they leave Hulu. Like I said, Hulu is starting to get a lot of anime thanks to Disney plus Japan's, you know, securing rights to different enemies. Like Disney's seeing it as being a kind of like another monetary gain because anime being mainstream is really normal, the norm now. Before, you know, it used to be looked at differently or weird for liking anime, but now it's becoming part of the norm. With, with Disney trying to get more viewership on Hulu to point to pressuring. NBC Universal to finally sell their share of Hulu so that way, you know, Disney can fully integrate Hulu into their Disney Plus service. For right now, they're using it as a home for FX on Hulu and more like ESPN Plus and for more like adult oriented content. While Disney Plus tries its best to keep it as family friendly as they can, even though they, did, they do have a tool to access mature content Disney Plus. So, other than that, um, looks like something going on in the entertainment world. Rick and Morty co-creator and star Justin Roiland is facing felony domestic battery charges. 
This is like a while back by Megan Peters. Like I said, I was so behind, guys. But this is something that I saw that, which is really interesting. So I do, do want to give credit to the author of this article, Megan Peters. True for combo.com, which I'm going to go ahead and read the article, give you guys my opinion. As the article reads, and I quote, Rick and Morty co-creator Justin Roiland is facing legal troubles as a California court has charged him with felony domestic violence. The report as shared by MC News reveals the case dates back to May 2020 after a criminal complaint was filed against the actor. Roiland appeared in court earlier today for a pre-trial hearing. According to current reports, Roiland was handed a criminal complaint in 2023 for a felony count of domestic battery with a corporal Injury and our felony count for false imprisonment by menace, violence, fraud, or deceit. MCU says Roiland pleaded not guilty in 2020 and his team did not respond for a comment when approached. At this time, the alleged victim's identity renamed, <coughs> sorry, remains anonymous. That Jane Doe is said to have been dating Roiland at the time of the incident and has since filed for a protective order. Roiland has been ordered to remain 100 feet from the alleged victim and refrain from contacting them in any way. So our last week, October 2023 at present. Currently, few details are known about the case as much as evidence is being withheld ahead of Roiland's trial. However, Orange County Superior Court records do show Roiland pleaded not guilty to both felony charges in 2020. This came after the co-creator was arrested in August 2020 and reigned two months later. So right now, what's going to happen with the future of Rick and Morty? We don't know because I know recently the 60s came out finished last year. Um... And work is being done on season seven. Cartoon Network order a book episode since May 2018. We'll see what happens. I know Cartoon Network has not released a statement as of. I've been checking; they haven't released a statement yet. Um, we'll see how it goes with this case. This is something where you know, I'll say you know it sucks because it, this is one thing where you know, it you want to be famous, but I think being famous comes at a price because then you're always on always being on the lookout. On a fishbowl lens, it could be somebody you know wants to get famous, but at the same time, you know, sometimes these actors or creators they're hold to a higher standard by their employers and they have to conduct themselves with the best behavior they can. But sometimes that pressure gets to them and they want to be like everybody else, so it's it, it's hard, it sucks because I love Rick and Morty and. No, just for one, you know, he, he did some of my voiceover work for a lot of shows. Usually that one video game his studio helped create as well. So we have to wait and see how it goes with this case. Um, Moving forward, and like I said, we have to wait for a statement from Cartoon Network if they're going to say anything about the future of the show. I know Dan Harmon hasn't commented anything on it. I know he's busy with the community movie right now. So we have to wait and see how it goes and how that show's going to be going forward. I know there were a lot of episodes of Rick and Morty. You have to wait and see. I know season 7 is currently in production. So if you love Rick and Morty, love the show. I mean, we'll see how it goes. We'll see. I'll keep an eye on, you know, if there's any updating developments with this case. Um, and, of course, like I said, the future of Rick and Morty. So that was it for that. Um, another thing I saw, too, I don't know if this is a publicity stunt by M&M's, but I just saw this today, and it's kind of funny. Um. So let me. It says here, Macabo.com as well. It says M&M's is pausing using spoke candies, replacing it with Maya Rudolph. I don't know. This is kind of like something. And this is what article was by written by Russ Burlingham for Macabo.com, and it says here, 
After backlash of some minor brand changes over the past year, Eminem Mars has decided to temporarily retire Eminem's false candies and replace them with an ad campaign funded by Saturday Night Live veteran Maya Rudolph. After making some minor design changes to the green M&M, the company also introduced a purple M&M spokes candy last year, followed by an all-female packaging promotion earlier this month. Of course, given the time, it's easy to assume that Rudolph's first appearance in M&M's ad will be a Super Bowl commercial next month. Even if it's true, it's hard to guess whether this means the whole thing is a joke, or if they are really pausing the use of the candies. We'll have to see what comes next. This is what um, M&M's uh, Twitter said. Um, this is the tweet they put out. Uh, I'll read a tweet and quote from at M&M's Chocolate. America, let's talk. In the last year, we had made some changes to our beloved spokes candies. We weren't sure if anyone would even notice. We definitely didn't think it would break the internet, but now we get it. Even at candy shoes can be polarizing, which was the last thing M&M's wanted since we were all about bringing people together. Therefore, we decided... To take an indefinite pause from the spokes candies in their place, we are proud to introduce a spokesperson America can agree on the beloved Maya Rudolph. We are confident Miss Rudolph will champion the power of fun to create a world where everyone feels they belong. So, it's gonna see if this is like a publicity stunt or just a way to promote the thing. It says here, along with the debut of Purple September song call, and just gonna be me, which released on all major stream platforms. So every single song, I'm gonna pledge one dollar up to five hundred thousand dollars. We made the Sing for Hope, a nonprofit that harnesses the power of the arts to bring hope, connection, and purpose to millions of people around the world through music. So we'll see what happens when it goes on. Wonder is just for the Super Bowl ad at the wait to be seen, but it's kind of funny that they're taking away the spokes candies. So we'll have to wait and see. This is, like I said, this is like a temporary fix or pretty much, you know, just to get people to buy more MMs. I love MMs, especially peanut MMs. They're my favorite. So definitely something to keep a lookout to. Another thing, too, that I saw, like, this is like a lot of news going on. Like I said, I've been gone for a week, guys, so it's just a lot of news to fill in for this episode. I just wanted, this is a, kind of like a newsy episode of the podcast. That's what I am. I talk about pop culture. You know, candies are part of pop culture. You only had candy first of the year. Of course, you guys, like me, grew up with the Eminem spokes candies, and you know, people didn't realize that J.K. Simmons is the voice of the of the yellow M&M and Billy West, the voice of the red M&M. So it started with those two until they expanded to the other candies when they were promoting the other brands of M&M, like their variations. So this is interesting to see how it goes with Maya Rudolph. Crashes her. I love Maya Rudolph. Great actor. She is great. She's a great voice actor as well. So definitely we see what kind of ad campaign they go for this moving forward. But I am going to miss the Spokes Candy. But like I said, congrats to my Rudolph to take on this national campaign for M&M's. So another thing that's been over the weekend as well is, you know, um, Splash Mountain is going to, uh, they had their last rides over the weekend. As, you know, the ride is closing down after 30 years of taking guests and safety do out five store, stories. Um, as it's going to go to a rare, um, going to a rebranding for Tiana's Bayou Adventure inspired by The Princess and the Frog, which was um, Disney's last hand-drawn animated feature before switching to um, digital and CGI um, animation. Um, if you remember, back in like three years ago, Disney announced they were going to reimagine both the Disneyland and Disney World versus the ride with a Princess House. This is a probably we theme. 
doing away with the controversies associated with the 1946 film Song to Tell. And if you're not familiar with Splash Mountain, it was more on the Br'er Rabbit and Briar Fox um, side of the Song to Tell. It's one of those films that Disney will not release on Disney+. Plus. It's really hard to find outside of the U.S., maybe internationally, but it's something that Disney would not release. Um, Song of the South was a film that was made in the 1940s. Um, it featured music and any segments, but the problem was that the way the film was, um, that it, it was a uh, song was done by Uncle Remus, who was a pretty much person on a plantation, like kind of like a slave on a plantation. So they took the Br'er Rabbit, that story, and the songs, and theme it around Splash Mountain. But now with you know us going like PC, you know, being come home more politically correct culture, um, they're reimagining with you know Tiana's Bayou Adventures, Fire Princess and the Frog. So pretty much this was the last weekend. The people got to uh, ride a ride as it's going to close, make way for a retheming as well. And even says here in Disneyland as well, again, the reimagining re 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 that they're going to take the Critter Country and they're going to make it a uh, match of neighboring New Orleans Square. Their Anaheim theme park was supposed to French Mark restaurant in February. Everything is Tiana's Palace. It's inspired by Tiana's Dream Restaurant in the animated film. Uh, Disneyland Resort has not real close name for the West Coast version of Splash Mountain. Tiana's Bay Adventure at Disneyland Park, California, Mexican Park in 2024. So it's going to be about. About a year until both things get reimagined. I'm curious to see how it's going to look. Hopefully, I'll be able to get a chance to go to Disney World to see the new reimagining. You know, no more familiar Sipity Doodah songs. So, this is your guess. We're waiting more than three hours to ride Florida Splash Mountain. The last time I bottled its water to sell on eBay. Um, so, yeah. Um, hopefully, you guys remember riding on Splash Mountain, taking the pictures. So,. I guess people started grabbing the water from the Splash Mountain to collect, and now people are selling on eBay. Apparently, people are selling it for a hundred, less more is $149.95 on eBay. Wow. 81 bucks, and people are actually bidding on it. Wow. This is crazy. Um, yeah, we have to wait to see. The 19, uh, 2024 is when the new rides will they be both from the West Coast and, of course, in Florida. You know, it's been interesting to see it. Hopefully, um, those characters will probably live on in a gift shop. But. Like I said, that's the only thing that was taken from um, Song for the South was that Prairie Rabbit animated segment with the song Zippy Do Dust, the idea. Um, so, yeah. It's just crazy how even water is like being sold again. Um, and of course, um, right now, the Last of Us series has come out on HBO. So far, two episodes have highlighted. Um, I haven't seen it yet. I am planning to see it sometime this week, this coming weekend to catch up. I've been hearing nothing but rave reviews for it. It's a really good um, adaptation of the series so far. thing I read that it did change um, the dating where it, the, the pre-story of the of the story takes place in 2003 instead of like 2013, I guess, to make it more like around this time. So, so but other than that, uh, it, I like for the fact it gave more backstory to Sarah, who was um, Joel's daughter. So we got to see more of her before, you know, eventually what happens if you ever played the game. Um, and I know there's two episodes down. Like the first episode was like an hour or something. The other one was 50. But the next episode is going to feature more characters. Um, 
finally get to see more characters. I'll be along with episodes. So the episodes are pretty much like I think it's going to run for eight episodes for the first season, but each episode is like fifty minutes to an hour and twenty minutes. Um, I have to see how it looks. So far, it's been doing great in HBO Max. So definitely uh, check out The Last of Us if you ever played a game. Um, you can play the game on the PS4, PC, you can, and they did release a PS5 remake for part one. Of course, you can play part two. I'm thinking if this show keeps going and they do another season, maybe they'll we'll do a part two so we do have a time skip possibly in the future. All we know, all I know is Pedro Pascal is having a major month, a major month at the beginning of this month and going into next month because, of course, we had The Mandalorian Season 3. I know I was watching um, Buccaneers and Cowboys last Monday, and they showed the trailer for Mandalorian Season 3. So I'm looking forward to that. So he is kind of pretty much dominating... March basically because you got the last of us ending around that time and of course you know um, the Mandalorian coming out on Disney Plus season 3 so definitely check out the last of us play the video game prepare yourself for the show um, like I said I can't wait to see how it goes and it looks like um, video game wise uh, another video game related news um, WWE 2K3 it's just released the first trailer, and of course, featuring their next cover athlete, um, which will be John Cena. I guess to celebrate, you know, almost twenty years of John Cena in WWE. Um, you see, Two K is still going to be developing it. It says here, this is why Matthew I go right, for Kaba.com. WWE Two K Three reveals new game mode, first images, and more. Two K pulled a curtain back on the much anticipated WWE Two K Twenty Three, revealing a brand new mode, the first images of several WWE superstars, and new gameplay that should be killed. John Cena will be the star of WWE 2K23 and accompanying the show stopping star in a brand new mode to the 2K franchise. That will be the beloved war games from NXT and most recent Survivor Series. You can certainly absolute a chaos and a cage to ring structure. Says that he also got the first look of several superstars including Roman Reigns, Bianca Belair, Bobby Lashley, Rhea Ripley, Drew McIntyre, and more. And which he hasn't shown just yet, 2K has revealed that Bad Bunny will make his WWE 2K Maybe you can also check out the recent images. Okay. It says there will be also be new additions to the My GM, My Faction, My Rise. And there will be four editions of the game to choose from. There are split to Standard Edition, Cross Gen Edition, Deluxe Edition, and Icon Edition, each featuring different bonuses and extras. Two of them will also allow early access to the game. So it says here War Games. The favorite, fan favorite, chaotic, and action packed War Games match makes its debut W2K23. It delivers Hot Pie in 3 versus 3. And four versus four single player and multiplayer mayhem inside two side by side rings surrounded by a double steel cage. Says my GM now featuring more GMs choose from our players' own custom GM creation as well as additional show options, multiple seasons, and expanded match cards. The more types up to four players. So you can have four players drive roster, manage budgets, sign free agents, and choose various match types and relocation of production elements and more where the goal of beating a rival GM and losing one of those battles. That's kind of cool. My faction now featuring online multiplayer action and team building mode, which players collect, manage, and upgrade to array of W Superstars Legends to create the ultimate four person faction returns. Well, that's kind of cool. My Rise, I guess you can make your own character, W Universe Sandbox, you can make a uh, great thing. So it looks like it's going to be interesting to see. I think they're pulling all the stops and stuff, all the stops uh, as well, and trying to get people to play the game again, I guess, with backlash from a few years ago. It kind of, you know, it's like WD had almost lost faith with uh, 2K, but looks like based on these images, it looked pretty, pretty really good for these first images. 
Um, even having the war games with the two rings looks really badass as well. Um, just even in the next gen, you know, looks really good with John Cena being on the cover. You know, just see um, how they're gonna look. So definitely check it out once it releases on on consoles. You know, speaking of wrestling news, uh, of course, you were last weekend, um, last Tuesday, uh, we lost uh, Jay Briscoe, whose real name is Jimmy Pugh, who passed away in a car accident at the age of 38. His daughters um, got injured in the accident as well. But um, it's been, but good news is um, their mom, Ashley uh, Pugh, announced that they are recovering great, that they, everything went well, like they're surgeries went well for the daughters who had back surgery. She's getting feeling back her legs. So hopefully, you know, they'll start rehab soon. And the other daughter is currently wearing a neck brace. But the wrestling world, you know, losing Jay Briscoe, which is kind of sad for the sake because, um, you know, he tweeted a picture with his brother like hours before the accident. And pretty much um, a lot of like his people that hit friends his fans pay tribute to Jay. Um, I know AEW um, had had a tribute to Jay, and of course, with the the Briscoes' comments in the past, they they were allowed to pay. They were only allowed to show, you know, in memory of you know Jimmy Pugh, Drake Briscoe, the beginning of Dynamite. Um, and I like the fact that some workers really got to wear like armbands with Jay's name on them. But they what they did was after they couldn't do anything more on air stuff because Warner Media. Discovery didn't want to feature any Jay Briscoe content, so they were able to make record something like after Dynamite, after Dynamite for the for YouTube and Ring of Honor's Honor Club streaming service, which will be coming soon. Um, Tony Khan posted a thing on Twitter about the news, saying, um, "Sadly, Jimmy Pugh known passed away. Known to fans as Jay Briscoe, who was a star of Ring of Honor for over 20 years, from the first show until today, Jay and his brother Mark dominated Ring of Honor." Training his champions to this day, we'll do whatever we can to support his family and rest in peace, gentlemen. Even to the point that WNXT actually um had commentators actually mention um Jay Briscoe during broadcast NXT, and then uh, Kevin it was a shot. Kevin Owens wearing a J armband during SmackDown as well, and then Impact Wrestling share a tribute to him as well. So, not our friends and um and people in the wrestling business paying tribute to Jay Briscoe. You know, thoughts prayers go to his daughters. And his wife, and it's just, you know, it sucks, man. So, and based on, you know, his attitude, you know, even the comments are kind of controversial, but apparently based on the tweets and stuff, um, a lot of respect from his opponents and friends, you know, being one of the original OGs for Ring of Honor, this is their inception to now, it's been really, you know, crazy. And, you know, even Triple H on Lackles doing their chiming in, as well, um, it's been you know, like I said, it's I, I love how the wrestling world comes together. The, doesn't matter what promotion you're part of. I like the fact that they have to get a lot down the line. You are professional wrestlers. I feel professional wrestling is like a family, like a brotherhood, sisterhood, and you know you come together, pay respects no matter what you know promotion you you fight for. So overall, is you're all following the same craft. Respect for one of another. So, like I said, thoughts and prayers to to Ashley Pugh, the the daughters, and Jay's like relatives and fans and friends at this time. So, thank you so much to Jay Briscoe for my memories in the world of professional wrestling. You 
do this. All right, thank you. That was a great moment of silence. Um, now, to get back to last segment, um, let's go ahead and uh, get into some anime news to close off the episode. Um, when it comes to anime, um, I, I, I'm trying to catch up as much as I can. Um, I know the Anime Awards is going on right now. No voting until the 25th for Control Anime Awards. I would vote this year, but unfortunately I have not seen any of the animes that are nominated. The only one I saw was Spy Family. So I probably won't participate this year, but I will take time to watch the Control Anime Awards. It's like the first time I'm doing it in Japan. I'll be available on Twitch. Definitely take advantage. Go to Control.com and vote for your favorite anime, you know. There's different categories to choose from, and you know I'm gonna watch and see what you guys, the fan community, do, think of anime. So, have you tried to control awards? Um, let me go ahead and um, talk about what some anime news I'm seeing here. I'm going to Anime News Network um, as well. So let me see what I pull here right now. And I do want to mention um, video game wise, so I'm going back Persona Five. Portable Persona 3 Portable and Persona 4 Golden have been released for Nintendo Switch and the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox at a price of $20 each, or you can get both for like 40 bucks. Also, Fire Emblem Engage is also available this past Friday. I need to go back and play Three Houses um, so I can get myself prepared for Fire Emblem Engage. I probably will get it. I know there's a one pack it's like $80 that has a DLC, so I probably will save money and maybe in the week I will buy it. So definitely check it out if you're a big Fire Emblem fan when it comes to like role playing with a little bit of real time strategy aspect of it. Uh, with Fire Emblem Engage, um, you play as an original character, so like the female female version, and you get to summon different characters from Fire Emblem's past, and you can develop like relationships with them. And you know, it's all about you know strategy, picking the best best you know character duel. And like I said, if you ever played Fire Emblem games in the past, you definitely enjoy it. But if you are new to it, it's probably something to start with fans of the beginning. Um, there is Fire Emblem Warriors, which is kind of like a Dicey Wars inspired. You can play with the different characters in the past. And of course, there's Three Hopes, which is the same spiritual sector. But you also got um, Three Houses if you want to have that. Kind of like that Fire Emblem experience as well when it comes to real-time strategy. And developing camaraderie with the characters. So definitely check that out as well. And also, if you're a big fan of Persona 5, Royale, and Scram, and Strikers, play Persona 3 Portable and Persona 4 Gordon to get your Persona fix as well. Um, Anime-wise, I'm finishing up on the Damachi movie, um, Arrow of Orion. Um, and then I'm going to go into uh, the second season. I'm trying to, well, for, for me, I'm trying to catch up on anime on my anime list. So if you want to see what anime I'm watching, go ahead go to Alpha Bar. 685 is my username on my anime list to see what anime I have seen and what anime I currently watching. If you guys have any more anime recommendations for me to check out, give you my review, make sure to tweet me at podcult85 or the franchise 85 on Twitter and that way I can check it out and give you guys my opinion of the anime and of course the anime awards. Like I said, it's coming up later this month. Casting your votes, let me know what anime you guys voted for. I'm going to watch the anime awards, see who wins. The only one I looked based on the nominees for me was Spy Family. Hopefully it wins anime of the year. So we'll see, wait and see. 
that would be my choice. <laughs> um, I do want to talk about this here. Um, 73rd Berlin International Film Festival hosts international premiere of Makoto Shinkai's Suzume Film. It's from Anime News Network, uh, written by Andrea Harza. Country will announce on Monday that the 73rd Berlin International Film Festival, or Berlinale, will host the international premiere of Makoto Shinkai's Suzume no Tochimaru anime film, or simply known as Suzume, between February 16 and February 26. The film will screen in the festival's competition section and will be the first anime, anime feature film in this competition since Spirit Away in 2002. Shinkai... Actor Nanako Hara and producer Genki Kawamura will attend the festival. The film has become the 25th highest grossing film of all time in Japan. The number 10 highest grossing anime film of all time in Japan. It has earned 12... Man, that's so long. 12 billion, 488 million, 430,190 yen. That's equivalent to 96.95 million US. That's for last week. Suzume opened at number 1 on November 11 and sold one point. 3 million tickets and earned 1.88 billion yen, about $13.49 million in its first few days. Since the film sold 37 38.7% more tickets and earned 47.1 more in the same time frame than Shika's acclaimed Your Name film, which earned 1,277,960,000 yen, about 12.5 million US dollars in its first few days. It also sold more than Wedding with You. Does your actress Nanoka Hara voices the heroine Suzume Iwato in the film? Susun Six Tones Idol group member Hakato Matsumura from live action live versus liars films. Toru live action holic films. Shizuka Domiki made his voice to acting debut in the film as Sota Nakota, young man who embarks on a journey with Suzume as the closing master. So definitely check out Suzume when it, I believe it is coming out soon to theaters here in the US. But it's really cool seeing an anime film being featured at a film festival again. It's showing that much that anime is getting more international recognition. That's awesome. Um, next thing on news I saw um, this was called Kamenaki Sekai no Kamisama Katsuo Manga gets spin off. Artist Tokisaga Hayami, who hosted the writer of Cavalry Star and Yamaha, called Kamenaki Sekai no Onichan Kasudo, What My Older Sister Does in the World Without Gods, on Hero Week's Complex website, November 25th. Um, the second chapter reviews on January 6th, the manga is a spinoff of Ayo Akashiro and Shoshiro Hake Supan's Kamenaki Sekai no Kamisaga Hudo, What God Does in the World Without Gods manga. The spinoff centers on a doting, righteous, strong older sister who had herself reincarnated in the world to look for her beloved younger brother, Yukino. Akashiro is credited for the original story. That's on the current design. So definitely check out the spinoff. It says here the original manga centers on Yukido era of a questionable cult leader. After an unfortunate death, he reincarnates in a world where the god the constitutes a god in religion. I might have to check out the manga itself. That was something I check out. And another thing too, um that time I got reincarnated as a slime film earns US one point four million in the US during its opening weekend. Um, the social anime news network and I and I quote deadline report on Saturday at that time I got reincarnated as a slime Scarlet Bond also known by this Japanese title Tensai Shitara Slime Dateken Goreno Kazunen earned $697,700 in the US on Friday including Thursday preview screen box office mojo lists the anime film film an estimated $507,557 on Saturday and estimated two hundred fifty. Thousand on Sunday, Box on Mojo lists the film's three-day estimated gross at one million four hundred fifty-nine thousand four hundred fifteen, ranking at number eight for the weekend. 
film opened in the U.S. and Canada on Friday and is screening in Japanese with subtitles with an English dub. And a cultural premiere to film in the U.K. and Ireland on January 18th. Australia on January 19th, and it will premiere in Mexico on January 26th. It also will screen the Middle East and additional territories in 2023. Crunchyroll will announce the in the future. This year, Crunchyroll will screen the film in all major global territories, including Asia in early 2023. It says the film will be Japan November 25th and 5th, and ranked number two. The movie sold 313,000 tickets for 416 million yen this first three days. Hughes, the author of the original light novel series, drafted the film's brand new original story. The story centers on a new country named Raja, located to the west of Tempest. Rumuru and his companions get involved in a long-running conspiracy that swirls around a woman with a mysterious power. Rumuru and his commander, Benny Maru, also encounter another ogre survivor named Hiro, who used to hold Benny Maru in high regard. So definitely check out this anime film. Also check out that time I got reincarnated as a slime, available on all anime streaming platforms. So that will do it. Um, that will be it um, for right now. I want to say thank you so much for joining me this week. Yes, this is a short episode, but like I said, don't worry, I'll come back with a longer episode. I'll talk about more stuff as I'm getting back in the fold of um, doing podcasting again. Um, like I said, um, thank you so much for joining me this week. If you would like to be part of the show and actually want to share your passion for pop culture, you would like me to interview you. you Go ahead and tweet me at podcall85 and we can set up an interview. Um, I'd love to hear from you guys what your passion is, what your fandom is in the world of pop culture. If you want to share with the rest of the world, thank you so much to everybody that takes the time out of the day to listen to me with this short format podcast as well. It's really good therapy for me for someone that has, you know, anxiety and depression. And, you know, like I said, it's really good to talk things out and really helpful to share with you guys my knowledge of pop culture and reaction to news and pop culture. So like I said, as long as pop culture keeps relevant, there's always people like me that are willing to talk about it. You can also check out the backlog of episodes on Anchor, Google Podcasts, and other podcast platforms. You can find me at Facebook at facebook.com slash talkpop8520. You can also email the show if you have any questions regarding pop culture or would you like to be part of the show or you would like your questions answered on the air by yours truly, email me at talkpop8520 at gmail.com. All that information will be in the episode description. Thank you so much for joining me this week. We'll see you again next week. As always, geek on and take care.